Welcome to the Ask Achieve Show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be covering strength training for women, improving posture in your overhead squat, and increasing hamstring flexibility. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. All right, so you may have noticed we just changed our name to the Ask Achieve Show. And the reason is we want our podcast to be not just the actual Q&A format, but also to include audio versions of our YouTube stuff, just so, just in case you guys don't have enough time to watch your video and sit down for five, ten minutes at a time, you can just listen on your way to work or on a jog or whatever it might be. So just wanted to make it as accessible as possible, but also make sure that we don't confuse you, confuse you by putting up a video and have it not be what you're expecting. So there's that. So it's the Ask Achieve show. <laughs> And I like it because it's like, I don't know, it's a sort of, a, what's that word? What's it called when it starts the same letter? Oh my God. Oh, it's an alliteration. <laughs> Except I don't even think it's an alliteration because I think you need three words yeah, for that. Yeah, I think you need two, yeah, three words. It could be like the Ask Achieve audio show. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, anyway, I, I feel like I'm not really coming up with good ideas right now, so let's move on. <laughs> um, all right. Let's kick it off today with our first question, which is from Stina Campagna. And she asked, do you have any go-to exercises that are best for building upper body strength for women? I'm a hard gainer and upper body strength is the most difficult. We would probably first start out by saying we don't really differentiate, actually really at all, differentiate um, our training recommendations for men or women. Um, we, we're all human beings who all build strength in the same way by breaking down muscle and having it repair. And, um, if you're looking to build strength as a woman, it's really going to be no different than what we would recommend for our male clients. So that's kind of the first, I guess, the thing to say up front. Right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and then in terms of the go-to exercises that we have, um, we would really start with bigger compound movements for upper body strength. So instead of doing, um, like if you're thinking about getting bigger arms or bigger shoulders, instead of doing bicep curls and lateral shoulder raises, we would recommend actually doing things like bench pressing or pull-up variations or rowing variations like a TRX row or a dumbbell row, um, where you're using more than just one muscle at a time. Um, another thing is outside of just the exercises that you choose, it's important to also uh, change and vary your rep ranges as well. So a lot of people get stuck in sort of this 10 rep range um, plan where they're always doing 10 repetitions of whatever exercise they're doing, um, which is fine for a little while. But then as you start to get a little bit stronger as you may, or as you feel like you maybe get stuck at a certain weight, it's good to change the amount of repetitions that you're doing. So say you were doing 10 repetitions of um, with 25 pound dumbbells doing bench press, uh, for the next phase that you go into, you could switch that to doing five repetitions and you could be able to most likely do 30 or 35 pound dumbbells. So you're using heavier weight, doing less repetitions. So then you're building some strength there. Then maybe the next phase you go up to 12 repetitions. So now you actually go higher rep, but stick with those higher weights. So maybe you built up to 35 pounds for five reps. And now you can do 30 pounds for 12 reps. So you continue to be able to build up as opposed to just staying stuck at the same rep range and the same weight. Yeah. Lauren pretty much hit the nail on the head there. We have no real, um, switch up in our programming in terms of someone being a man or woman. Um, we don't think exercise has, um, we should have any considerations depending on someone's sex, but it should be a species specific thing. Um, and as far as a consideration that we kind of, you know, 
look to, but we don't actually address our programming with is that women tend to have higher endurance capabilities as well as a higher tolerance for volume. So you're able to lift um, more weight more frequently and able to recover faster, um, it seems like, than men. But it doesn't really change the way we program. It's just kind of like a consideration that we keep in mind. Yeah, and it actually could mean that like some women may recognize that in themselves and may gravitate more toward those higher rep ranges because mm. they feel like that's where they feel the burn. They can kind of like get a little bit more feedback from that. So they may actually gravitate more toward that as opposed to those lower rep ranges. So if you are someone who's doing 10 to 15 repetitions all the time, try to go a little heavier and, and bring the reps down and see how you feel and just kind of test it out. But you, you may notice that you actually get a pretty big increase in strength there. Um, and then you can go back and forth between those high and low reps. Yeah, perfect. Cool. All right. Question number two is from Carla with a K, 25. Uh, and she asked, or she said, improving posture and rounded rounded shoulders from too much sitting smiley face. <laughs> uh, we love when we get smiley faces with our questions. Just makes them feel so much happier. <laughs> so this comes at a perfect time because we actually just put out a post about improving posture recently. Um, one of the key points that we talked about in the post is that there isn't necessarily like a bad posture or a good posture. The best posture to be in is to is a, is your next posture. So you should be constantly thinking about moving and having the ability to move. It's only when you're sort of stuck in a very either forward posture or even like what typically is known as good posture um, when issues start to arise. But for most intents and purposes, uh, people are referring to a stuck in a forward shoulder rounded posture. Um, so what we'll discuss here is that what we want to think about, and this person seems like they've been lifting for a bit, um, most exercise routines are pretty heavily dominant in chest and lat and very, um, I guess, like mirror muscles, right? Where you yeah. do like bench pressing and dumbbell chest pressing and a lot of pull-upping. Yeah, exactly. And all those end up internally rotating your shoulders more and put you in a position where um, maybe the front of your body gets a little bit tighter and the back of your body becomes a little bit looser. Um, so in order to address this, we want to think about um, lengthening and providing a little bit more flexibility towards the front of the body. So exercises like just your standard um, chest stretch where maybe you land your back um, on top of a foam roller and just let your arms kind of drift out to the sides. Um, just anything that really has your arms um, in this sort of abducted position. The doorway stretch where you put both hands in the doorway and then yeah. just kind of like lean your chest forward through the doorway. Exactly. Yeah. So that classic stretch. Um, and then on the flip side, just bringing more awareness to um, the upper to mid back part of your body. So we do a lot of things like band pull-aparts or TRX rows or band Ws, um, all these sort of, um, I guess, quote unquote, postural drills for the back of your body. Um, and we like to do them for longer durations. So we like to do either 5, 10, even 15 second holds for higher rep ranges just to get a little bit more volume in that area. Because a lot of times it just gets really neglected and sort of overpowered by these big compound movements. Yeah. Um, and then like Jason said at the beginning... Like, yeah, we all want to have better posture and we want to sit up taller, but don't get too concerned over like a lot of people are like, oh, I, somebody told me once that my right shoulder is a little higher than my left shoulder and mm -hmm. all these little minor details that if you're not having any pain, you're not having any symptoms from these little, you know, maybe considered or, or maybe some people would consider them like bad posture 
um, scenarios. If you're not, if they're not causing you any pain or any issues, I wouldn't worry too much about them. As long as you have the capability to move freely through a lot of different ranges of motion. Um, if you're stuck, like Jason was saying in one posture, like you can't get out of it. That's usually when it's a more of a problem. Yeah. Right. So if you're stuck rounded forward, but then, or if you, you kind of present with a forward shoulder posture and your head's a little bit forward, but you have the ability to open up, get nice and tall, arch your back, go into like a Cobra stretch without any pain, you're probably fine. As long as you maintain that ability to do that. Yeah, I mean, for example, for myself, I'm pretty, when I'm sitting down, I'm pretty forward head, rounded <laughs> shoulders, especially because I'm working on a computer quite often. But when I'm standing, I actually have decent posture. So it's not like I'm stuck in this one um, sedentary posture. Um, I'm able to get out of it. It's only, again, when you're stuck in one position, you just can't get yourself out of it when that becomes an issue. And when that's an issue, more than likely, you'll probably need um, probably soft tissue work or seeing a massage therapist or um, something along those lines because that's probably built up scar tissue and adhesions over years and years of just sitting in that same sort of stuck posture. Yeah, a lot of people will say that like foam rolling will include will improve your posture and um, you know certain stretches and exercises and it's like like Jason said it happens over like an actual real change in, t- in posture happens over such a long period of time that spending five minutes on a foam roller is probably not going to change your posture mm-hmm. um, it's not going to counteract all of those years of being in one position so yeah if you really are having some issues I would say a good massage therapist would be somebody to go see and actually get some t- deep tissue massage so they can actually really get in there whereas a foam roller feels good and it's a good way to kind of loosen up your muscles and warm everything up before a workout but I wouldn't say that it would actually elicit any change in your posture yeah i'm pretty sure everyone who was just listening to this who was sitting down definitely sat right up so <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i was already sitting up yeah. <laughs> i happen to have extremely good posture while i'm sitting that's because i was a gymnast gymnast posture yeah hashtag yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the one of the benefits um all right let's go on to number three this is from julie arago um she asked i would like to know how to improve my overhead squat thank you and then she used my favorite emoji which is the one with the little hands the smile <laughs> with the excited hands the jazz hands jazz yeah. hands yeah that's a good one um all right so overhead squat um i guess let, let's try to break this down piece by piece because um, it's there's the good part of the overhead squat is that it really requires so much mobility from your shoulders your thoracic spine um, your hips as well as your ankles the bad part about it is the same as the benefits you need a lot of mobility in those areas to actually do the movement um, so we can try to break it down piece by piece um, the the first thing what I would ask people is to have them lay down on their backs with their knees up and their feet down and from there we'll have them get their lower back and their rib cage try to press that closer towards the floor and then from there, with straight arms, bring their arms directly overhead. And if they, if, if they can do so pretty easily, more than likely shoulder and thoracic spine mobility can be ruled out. However, if your elbows start to bend or it's just really tough for you to get down into that position uh, without pain or discomfort or sort of some sort of restriction, then more than likely you'll have to address T-spine and shoulder mobility. And you can just look those up on YouTube or look them up on our Instagram channel. Otherwise, we'd go on forever here. Um, The next step then, if you rule that out, I would still stay in that same on your back position, lower back down, arms overhead, and then bring your knees up closer towards your chest. And I would probably take like a picture or video of you doing this from the side and just tell whether or not if your knees are bringing, are getting up high up towards your chest or not. And that's indicating that you have the 
flexibility and the mobility to get your hips up into a deep squat position. Um, and it's, it's more likely a stability issue if we actually get you standing, um, if you can drop down into that deep squat position or not. But let's say you can, you can get your knees up really high, then more than likely you had the hip mobility to actually get down. And then from there, lastly, what I'd have you do is um, kneel down next to a wall and get your foot straight and your toes directly up against the wall. And we're going to assess your ankle mobility here. Get your hands against the wall and glide your knee forward over about like your third or fourth or fifth toe. And then try to hit the wall and then glide it back over your ankle. And now if that felt easy, I would scoot your foot back about a half an inch or an inch or so and then repeat the same process. And basically, I want you to repeat that process until you can just barely reach the wall. And we, what we want to see here is you being able to um, go about four to five inches away from the wall. That tells us you have enough ankle mobility to actually attain a deep overhead squat pattern. And if you don't, which a lot of people don't, more than likely you have to work on your ankle mobility. So that's something else to type into Google or whatnot. And then the last piece to all this is if you've ruled out all three of those components, it's to actually stand on back up and uh, perform your squat. And if you can't do it, more than likely you have some sort of core stability issue. And in which case we recommend things that we've been recommending on the show uh, before, things like dead bugs or marching on your back, things where we get your rib cage aligned over your pelvis and moving your arms and legs on top of it because that's really what a lot of exercise is all about. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, great. Great answer. That's great. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, and I th I'd say actually a lot of the time, like more often than not, it's actually a core stability issue. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times it's not. It, it feels, it presents as a flexibility issue. So mm -hmm. a lot of people just think that they should go and do a bunch of overhead squat drills. So I've seen people do like, you know, put their hands in a TRX and practice going down into a deep squat with their arms overhead. And they can do that fairly easily. But then as soon as they don't have that support of the TRX, they can't do it anymore. Yeah, they're very um, relying on so it. So typically, if if you can actually get yourself down into that position with a little bit of assistance, it's not that you're not flexible enough. It's actually that you're you're not stable enough through your core, um, and you're not able to reflexively stabilize. So yeah. Um, so, but yeah, do all those tests and figure out where where you fall, and then go from there. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. And then our last one, we got another one um, about mobility flexibility. We, this is from Fatim FM. Uh, they asked, how can I improve my flexibility to be able to touch my toes while I'm sitting? So this one, um, this one would be different if they asked how to touch their toes from standing. It actually would relate a little bit more to that overhead squat we were just talking about where it could either be a flexibility um, or a stability issue, and we'd have to do some tests to figure that out. But since she's talking about sitting, um, that means she's really just talking about flexibility. So really just how can I get my hamstrings to lengthen more um, in order to be able to reach my toes, right? Yeah, I think it's like kind of like it seems like this person is trying to um, meet some sort of requirement for the classic sit and reach test. I think even in the question specifically, she said 30 centimeters over yeah, she said, or, or 30 centimeters over. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in, in this case, it seems like just a direct flexibility thing. And what we do to train this is to use a um, what's called a PNF pattern. Uh, PNF is short for proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation, which is basically just a fancy way of trying to um, neurologically affect and change positions. Um, so what we'd have her do is sit down and reach forward to, let's say, about 70 to 80% of what her max stretch would be. 
And then from here, we tell her to contract her muscles, contract her hamstrings or quads, get tight. And then from there, hold that for about six seconds and then relax and breathe and try to reach a little bit further. Maybe have a partner assist her to reach a little bit further. And then from there, um, after she reaches further, hold that stretch right there for about 10 seconds and then tense up again. Hold that for six seconds and then relax and relax into that stretch for another 10 seconds. And we'd have her just kind of oscillate back and forth between those two um, sort of extremes of contract and relax. And ideally over time, that should start to improve. Yeah. And if you don't have a partner to do the seated version with, you can do it up against a like doorway or a wall. Mm, so yeah. you could land your back with one leg up on, say you're like in a doorway, um, land your back with one leg up on the doorway and the other leg is just laying like through the doorway, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and the leg that's up is the one that you're stretching. So what you would do there is get to, like Jason said, like where you feel about 70, 80% of a stretch there. And then you're going to push your foot into the wall, contract all your muscles really hard hold for six seconds and then relax and try to scoot yourself closer to the wall hold that stretch breathe and go through that whole process again so if you don't have a partner to help pull you forward um in a seated position do it laying on your back with your foot up on the wall yeah uh, the issue that we see where people try to uh, stretch the hamstrings is that they go to a hundred percent max stretch right off the bat and your brain automatically starts to send signals to your body to tighten up because there's something crazy happening inside. And basically by starting off at a 70 to 80% range and then doing the contract relax series, you're able to basically kind of coax further flexibility gains rather than cranking it up to 100 right off the bat. Um, the other thing I'd say on this topic is that we don't prescribe a whole bunch of flexibility training with our members. Um, we just think that there's um, better applications of time within our gym setting um, because improving flexibility just for the sake of improving flexibility isn't really a good goal unless it's inhibiting you from doing something that you want to do. So if someone is very restricted in their hamstrings to the point where they can't deadlift, then we'll start to address uh, flexibility in their hamstrings because of that. But if they can deadlift totally fine and do motions in the gym totally fine, and they have no reason to improve their flexibility besides that they think they should, we let strength training and our mobility training kind of take care of all that um, without spending a whole bunch of time in these like painful positions just to do so. Yeah, and I think that's a common misconception is that people feel like they just should be more flexible. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I would say I hear it a lot from women like, oh, I used to be able to be so flexible. Like I used to be a ballerina and I used to be able to lift my leg over my head. And I'm like, yeah, me too. But I also like couldn't stabilize and I wasn't that strong. And <laughs> yeah. like there are other like there are things that come with being flexible that sometimes aren't necessarily better than being a little bit tighter, but also strong capable a little more stable so there are there is a give and take there um and just because you used to be really flexible doesn't necessarily mean that your body wants to be that flexible um so keep that in mind that flexibility is really just the measure that you should use for how flexible you should be is like jason said like can you do the tasks that you want to do on a daily basis yeah i mean you might if you're a gardener like you might want to be achieve a, as deep of squat as possible so that you're not tired trying to accommodate for tight hips or tight ankles or whatever it might be right. or if you have kids and you want to play down on the floor with them you might want to achieve these deeper positions um, but man if you just want to lift and live a good healthy lifestyle then I, I don't see much benefit in just spending lots of time stretching yeah 
Cool. Cool. All right. That about wraps it up for episode 16 of, of the Ask Achieve yes, show. Yes, the Ask Achieve show. That's going to take some getting used to. It will. But, um, yeah, please feel free to send us any questions you have through podcast at AchieveFitnessBoston.com. Uh, we got a couple more reviews last week on iTunes, which was greatly appreciated. So if any of you out there who are listening would uh, have any extra time to submit a review, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. So... Until next time, (laughs) peace, (laughs) love, and and muscles. muscles.